Welcome to this Pushkin House podcast on LGBTQ life in Russia. It would be great if you guys could introduce yourselves. Ladies first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hi, my name is Susie. I'm from St. Petersburg originally, but now I live in Moscow and I have been living here since April. And I'm a teacher. I teach English to little kids. (laughs) Okay, nice to meet you, Susie. My name is Alex or Alexander. Uh, Originally, I'm from a small town south of Russia. Uh, I moved here after school when I was 17. So I've been living in Moscow for nearly 14 or 15 years and I have my own pub quiz which I do in a gay bar and I also uh, organize some kind of excursions for foreigners who come to Moscow and who are very afraid of coming to, to, to Russia because it's very homophobic place so my uh, goal is to show um, tourists that Moscow is not that bad like gay wise and I take them to different gay bars and places and we have fun and they all uh, absolutely love everything. Amazing. Talk a bit about your experiences of coming out in Russia, how you found the responses to be from both within your families and just within your wider communities and in day-to-day life. It's actually a funny, yeah, it's a funny story, but uh, on the other hand, it's a very sad story. I came out to my uh, to my parents mm, when I was 20 and uh, I did it because I uh, fell in love with a guy and I was oh. so happy and you know when you were like this emotionally high you want to like share your happiness with everyone and I decided to speak to my mother about this because uh, the reason why I decided uh, because my mother doesn't know me who I am really so I, I invited her to introduce to my uh, girlfriend because she thought it was a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and my mother bought, um, she was so happy that she was about to meet my girlfriend who I love and she even bought um, a fur coat. Before meeting my boyfriend, I uh, we had uh, dinner together and I told my mother, mother, everything is like, She's super cool, but it's not a she, it's a he. <laughs> and then it was a shock. She started crying. I started crying. Uh, oh. She decided to, uh, she, she invited her sister. She has got a twin sister. She said, please come. We need to save our boy. Because my mother is a very strong woman. Uh, she can kill everybody, everybody, but she will <laughs> save her child. So she, she took me to... Uh, she took me to psychologist and I agreed to go to, to, go to psych- psychologist with her because um, it was good that there should be that there would be some uh, another person who can talk to her, not, not me or my friends. Mm-hmm. She spoke to all my friends. She called my uh, friends and she asked them to, um, to find a, a, a prostitute, a female prostitute for me because... <laughs> Really? <laughs> and at some point, she even took me to um, another psychologist. She was because she was not happy with the psychologist, and she took me to another one. And I said, "Okay, mother, let's go." So, and uh, when we went there, it turned out that it was not a psychologist. It was some some kind of uh, what do you call them? A magician or <laughs> <laughs> a wizard? You're a wizard, <laughs> Harry. <Yes. laughs> Yes, so I, um, of course, I ran away from there. And after that, 
um, she didn't accept, took her time. And uh, I think a, a couple of years because she kept like, um, like pushing me all the time. You need to find a goal, uh, whatever. If, if I do, I don't know, I was, I don't know, uh, postures and gestures. She was, oh, it's a gay, it's very gay. Don't do this. I feel mm. ashamed. So, but um, it took her time to accept everything. And now uh, we like, don't ask, don't tell. She understands everything. She uh, actually, she likes my friends, but she knows that they're all gays. And uh, mm -hmm. it seems that she, she, now, now she's okay with that. So it, it was the most uh, difficult to come out to, to, your, uh, to your parents especially to my mother because my my parents are separated so and as for friends they all support me and they are okay with that yeah so that, that that's my coming out story yeah okay <clears throat> my coming out story wasn't published in any magazine <laughs> Uh, and it's not that funny because my mom didn't buy a fur coat for my girlfriend. Uh, but uh, yeah, I came out. Well, first of all, let me set the scene. Uh, I read about this project, Sasha, maybe you know, it's called Kids 404. Yeah, yeah, I, know this yeah I read about it a lot. It's a project basically where young LGBT kids send letters to the project uh, and just talk about their experiences. It was to show that, uh, you know, after that terrible law was passed about propaganda, that there are LGBT kids. And so I read that a lot and I was really scared to come out because I thought that I would have to move out. So I waited until I was 18, I got a job. I nearly packed a suitcase to move out just in case. This is all before I even said anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was preparing myself for moving. Uh, and then I told my mom, uh, it was unplanned, uh, really abrupt. Uh, she asked me, Susie, why are you always on your phone? And at the time, I had a long-distance girlfriend, my very first girlfriend. Of course, I'm a lesbian, so I had a long-distance girlfriend uh, from the Netherlands. And I was like, yes, you caught me. I'm a lesbian, and I have a long-distance girlfriend. It was all very unexpected, very abrupt abrupt we had just come back from a grocery store and she just asked me a question and I was like yes I'm a lesbian you caught me uh, so yeah <laughs> and uh, then comes the not so funny part uh, she in I guess in the heat of rage she broke my nose and yeah, I still don't remember anything like five minutes after because it just fell to the ground and I guess I passed out. Uh, but then I came to the kitchen and I saw that my face was covered in blood and I got really angry. I was like, did you break my nose? And she said, yeah, <laughs> I did. And I didn't understand why at the time, but now I understand that it wasn't because of uh, the fact that I'm a lesbian, it was because of how I came out. It was more like a fight 
than uh you know a conversation like mom I want to tell you something I've got a girlfriend so yeah and two weeks after that uh for those two weeks she acted as if nothing happened uh and then two weeks later I came to her and I came out again because I thought I felt that she needed me to say it again so I said mom do you understand that I'm still a lesbian I've still got a girlfriend yes she's still in the Netherlands <laughs> uh, so yeah we had that conversation and she said you know all of those things that parents usually say when they accept you like you're still my daughter I love you nothing will change that I'm sorry for the broken nose <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it was really good after that because uh, the summer of the same year, it was in 2018, uh, 2017, I just turned 18 uh, and got my piercing and came out. And in the same summer, I went to see my long distance girlfriend and my mom was really supportive. She was like, I will give you a little beagle puppy for your wedding <laughs> because it's my dream. I want to get a beagle and name it Bagel. I think it's genius. <laughs> it's genius. So yeah, Amazing. she was really supportive. My grandma, uh, in my family, I've only got my mom, grandma, and my brother. My grandma was supportive right from the start. Like after my mom broke my nose, my grandma came to me. She was 69 at the time. And she's, you know, she's really sweet. Uh, and she told me, you know, don't listen to anyone. The world is stupid. The world is crazy for being homophobic. I accept you. I love you. And uh, I don't care if it's a girlfriend or a boyfriend, as long as you make your bed. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, How about, you yeah. have a cool grandmother. Yeah, she's really cool. She's really accepting. She loves me. She didn't even uh, mind my bleached eyebrows. And my mom did. <laughs> my mom took my bleached eyebrows worse than my coming out. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and all of my friends. How, how, yeah. Uh, and how, how old is your mother? Uh, now how she's 47. So when I came out, she was 44. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know why she reacted that way. I guess I... I've thought about it since. Maybe she blamed herself for it because um, also my therapist told me and I no longer go to that therapist because she told me that my homosexuality is the result of a lack of a mother figure in my life. And oh, I told God. her, my mom is right here. <laughs> I've got a mother, you know? And she was like, no, 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 no. You didn't get enough of your mom as a child. So you sexualized that. And now you're a lesbian. Uh, so, yeah. And I told that to my mom for some reason. I don't know why. And I guess she maybe started blaming herself. Uh, also because my dad died when I was young. And she thought that was the reason. Because I didn't have a father figure. I became a lesbian. So, yeah. And all of my friends were really supportive uh, right from the start. Most of them told me we knew already <laughs> because I had a crush on most of them. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm really obvious when I've got a crush. And my brother, we don't really talk much, but he's supportive. He mm -hmm. understands. He didn't mind the rainbow flag in my room. He, he's supportive. Um, my mom didn't say much, but I... Uh, from the age of 14 
uh, right up to right now, I still do this. I would give my family lectures on like what it's like to be LGBT and uh, that you can't call us, you know, dykes, that only I can use that word, stuff like that. So I talked about it a lot with my family and I think that helped them, especially my grandma, accept me because my grandma probably was the only one that listened to those lectures because she accepted me so yeah i think we're um we have a uh, an age gap gap with susie i think i'm Mm -hmm. like around like 10 years older than you so uh when i was a child i lived in a small town and of course in my house nobody spoke about this but there were always jokes about uh gays and of course uh, nobody liked them and they and people's attitude was to towards gay people as if they are i don't know they're animals or something and uh, everybody would laugh at you and i also i was bu- uh, bullied at school a little bit they they uh, because uh, my classmates used to call me uh, the blue <laughs> girl boy uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is quite offensive and uh, of course, uh, when you, you see this attitude to <clears throat> to gay people, you 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 think that it's it's not normal. It's not okay to be gay. And uh, there was a huge lack of information. There was not like internet. It was like back in nineties. So what I could do, just like I could find some uh, encyclopedias in the library, and I could open you know these like little articles speaking about <laughs> homosexuality. <laughs> Or some kind of books for, for for boys, where you can where they write things something like when you need to shave, how to have sex. And Aww. there was a, a short um, chapter about um, gays, about homosexuality, and they say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, lots of boys they uh, when they are I don't know like eleven or fourteen they experience this uh, uh, these uh, sex like with. Uh, uh, with with the boys, but by the age, uh, age you are something like eighteen, it it will uh, it will pass and you you will be fine. And I was waiting for my for my eighteen years old when it will go away, but it didn't go away. So I moved to Moscow and uh, uh, and all my friends around they started like uh, like having sex with uh, with girls. And I was thinking, okay, I need just, I, I have to try and just, I need to, to cross this line and then everything will go <laughs> fine. So I invited a, a friend of mine, uh, we were making fun, let's have sex, let's have sex. And we tried actually, <laughs> I failed. <laughs> <It wasn't laughs> so, and after that I said, okay, I need to, to, to try to find a guy. <laughs> everything like worked from the very first time. <laughs> oh yes, in in uh, when I was uh, a child, nobody spoke about it at home, but I knew that the the attitude was very bad, and it's better not to be gay. Yeah. They, like government officials on TV. Uh, thank God I don't watch TV, but like when I catch a glimpse of it, they refer to Europe as gay Europa, like <laughs> all the time, and it's fine. Like. Another government official, a few, I think it was in summer, so a few months ago, he said the F slur on live TV. Nobody cared. People applauded him for that. And like in Moscow, 
um, there was a rainbow flag on the Sasha. Do you remember? American Where Nancy. was it? Yes, exactly. And like people would come and uh, how do I say that in English? They would help me, Sasha. Clean their uh, shoes. Yeah, basically clean their shoes with the flag. And like everyone was fine with that. Uh, people, especially on the internet. Well, you know, uh, right wing people on the internet uh, were saying like, oh my God, they're heroes. It's what you should do. Uh, and so, yeah. So I don't agree with you, actually, Sasha, because I don't think that Russia will have same-sex marriages. I don't see that happening. Well, uh, I'm sure it will happen less than in 10 years. And well, that's the... Oh, my God. I'm willing <laughs> to bet a million dollars that it's at least 20, at least no, what, least what, I, what I'm trying to say that if it happens, it, it will happen very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Easily. But yeah. do you not think in order for that to happen, the state needs to find like another enemy, like a different group, which it can treat? Mm. Like, yeah, maybe it will be poor people. Yeah. How fun. No, and of course, like gay, gay people are some kind of scapegoat now because mm -hmm. they don't want people to think about the, the poverty and uh, mm -hmm. other like problems so what what do you guys think are like the biggest issues facing the russian lgbt community um i'm like i'm particularly interested in hearing stuff about the hiv treatment in russia because sasha mm -hmm. went to, me to the center in moscow um it would be great if you could say something about that. Sasha? <laughs> oh, okay, so um, about HIV in, in, in Russia. The situation is very bad because uh, it's even worse with, than with coronavirus, I think. Uh, only a few years ago, um, actually people started to speak about this, but still the, the topic is, uh, is a taboo for many people and... Uh, especially between uh, straight people. <clears throat> they just don't want to get tested because they, they believe that uh, it's kind of, uh, it's a shame to go and to do an HIV test because I don't sleep around. So I have my husband or wife. And so people don't check. And as for gay people, uh, we have this, uh, we have several organization, <clears throat> organizations for LG LGBT. And uh, you can go to, uh get tested for free and if you have uh, positive hiv positive they can tell you what to do the, I, I i cannot speak about the regions but as for moscow you you got uh treatment here free of charge and um where's that funded from is it the elton john foundation uh i think last year they were sponsored by elton john foundation mm -hmm. I think I think they uh, I don't know I, I'm not sure but I think they they have to win uh, grants every year and they change their sponsors sponsors yeah. and also this um, the speed center the HIV center by Krasovsky mm -hmm. I don't know who who give who give them money 
but it's, <clears throat> so uh, it's an issue. But I, mm, I think gay people in Russia they know much more about HIV than straight people. Yeah. And uh, now, according to statistic, uh, straight people are those who spread HIV, not gay mm -hmm. people. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, Sasha, you and I have got really different experiences, probably because of the age gap. Uh, how old are you, by the way? Is that an okay question? 34. Huh? 34. 34. I'm 21, almost 22. So, oh, so yeah. But it's very different. Uh, I mean, the part like my friends and I, we talk about it all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's because I say this all the time. Maybe it's because I live in a bubble. First of all, I live in Moscow. It's, you know, the capital. And I've got uh, great friends. Most of them are also gay, queer, whatever. Uh, so we talk about it all the time. My best friend and I, we got tested in summer just because we were bored and had nothing to do. We were just like, want to go get tested? Yeah, sure, let's go. So I don't know. And like, we talk about it all the time and we're very open about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so I wanted to ask in what ways you think life is improving for LGBT people in Russia because in the West all the media that we get about LGBT life in Russia is so so upsetting and obviously there are so many aspects of LGBT life in Russia which are so upsetting but then you can also I found that when I was living in Russia, but there are these, you know, amazing communities that exist and people, yeah. like life isn't just constant, you know, constant, yeah. constant sadness. Like people do have a good time and there's a thriving LGBT community. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say. Like, why do you guys always say that everything is terrible? You know, they shoot people out in the street, which they do, but you know, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, nobody, I don't ever read on like BBC about the good aspects, like about our communities. There's this thing in St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, by the way, is probably like the gayest place in Russia because there's just so many uh, spaces. Uh, there's, you know, gay clubs and stuff. There's a lesbian club, it's Ali? terrible. Yes, I, I don't like it, but there is one know, it's there. What? Sasha, I think it was you who said to me that Moscow's the gay capital and St. Petersburg's the lesbian capital. Yes, yes. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I kind of agree because, because this is my theory. In St. Saint Petersburg is also the vegan capital <laughs> of Russia. So, you know, all the lesbians. All the lesbians. Yes. They just trickle down from the, you know, regions and they come to St. Petersburg and they fuck right in the peak of capital. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's the lesbian capital because, you know, even Tinder in St. Petersburg, it's better than in Moscow. So yeah, also- um, And Grind is better in Moscow than in- What? And Grindr is much better in Moscow than in St. Petersburg. Yeah? <laughs> no, okay. I don't know, but I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, so I think the best thing is the safe spaces because in St. Petersburg, there's oh, in St. Petersburg right now, I think there's an LGBT film festival right now. And I go every year, but this year I decided to move for some reason and now I can't go. But I used to go every year and it's magical. It's amazing. Like <clears throat> the atmosphere is immaculate. Everyone is gay. You can get tested for HIV right then and there. Uh, you get all of those little books and booklets about stuff like you have people to talk to if you want to come out and stuff. And I don't know, it's just it's always my favorite week of the year, that festival, because it's just always a good experience. But uh, in St. Petersburg, there's this thing. I never got the chance to go there because I was too young and it's 18 plus. But there's this thing called rainbow talks i believe and it's just a group of people that every weekend they just get together have tea and talk about their gay little lives and i think it's you know it's great it's beautiful so there's a support system in saint petersburg not so sure about moscow because i've only been living here for what seven months four out of which were in quarantine so I don't know much about Moscow, but the gay clubs here are great. Like, I love Mono. Uh, my best friend and I, Tolia, we go there all the time, and it's always a good time. And Susie, and yeah. there is a gay pop quiz in Moscow. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Can you tell me more about it? It's so good. It's, it's so it much happens fun. every Wednesday at Mono. Uh, uh -huh. Actually, Zach's downstairs and uh, mm -hmm. on Sunday as well. So, uh -huh. so welcome to come. And I've, I've been doing this for three and a half years and I'm the only gay quiz in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I, I have my niche and I, I have and uh, people play in St. Petersburg as well. So, really? but, but we're very happy when straight people come to us. It's always very interesting to look because sometimes <laughs> they register for the game and uh, they come and they say, well, we don't know that place. What's that place? How to find it? Okay, come. And then they, I always look at their reaction when they come and I try to get to figure out if they uh, realize that they don't realize what they are. What kind of <laughs> but I, I've, I've never had any problems. And speaking about... Um, uh, how um, in the in the, the West, Western European countries and the states they uh, they show the situation about gay, gay people in Russia. I, I don't know why it like uh, why is it so like they mm -hmm. really like describe that everything is is so bad here and that was the reason why I decided to launch my uh, excursions on uh, Airbnb queer Moscow with the local because people come and I take them around and they see that everything is absolutely fine. I don't know why, why, why Russia has become like the center of that, like the most homophobic country. Mm -hmm. There are lots of countries where actually like <laughs> even worse things happen, not, not here. Yeah. Everyone speaks about Chechnya, but Chechnya it's... Um... Isn't it a republic? It's, it's, Russia is, is a very complex country. Yeah, I know that it's a part of Russia, but it's not 
everything. So I also noticed that everyone, I'm sorry, everyone only talks about Chechnya and, you know, very few people talk about like Moscow, St. Petersburg. Yeah, it's a really monolithic view of the country. And I think it's Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, I feel like in the West, people just have this view of Russia, just like this big space. It's all Siberia Mm -hmm. in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And nothing, I think the idea that anyone could be having fun in Russia, let alone gay people, (laughs) is so shocking to people from Western Europe. Oh, we do. When I was living in Moscow and I go to the mono quiz every week and I tell my friends about it, I'm like, oh, but aren't you scared? Like, don't you worry that people are like seeing you go into a gay club, but like you're gonna get beaten up when you leave? But no, like it's fine. When I first went on the, I went on Sasha's tour when I went to Moscow a few years ago, which is how we met. And my friends were like, oh yeah, do you have some way of verifying the tour to make sure that it's not like KGB and they're going to like arrest you as soon as you go on air? No, they don't actually, you wouldn't get arrested because you're a foreigner. Uh, I think that's how I scrape by because, because I'm black, they think like, oh, she's not from here. We can't take her. Uh, So yeah. And yes, about you, uh, Ada, you asked about the, the biggest issues with gay people in Russia. I think now the, the biggest one, in my opinion, that uh, <clears throat> it's not about gay marriages. I, I, of course, I support gay marriages. There should, we should have the right to get married and have uh, this kind of unions with each other. Uh, the, we are not protected by, by the government. If something happens and you go to police and say like, listen, they beat me up because I'm gay, mm-hmm. you care. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, it, they're uh, not. Yeah, if this is what was happening in, in, in the States uh, when they had this Atriat uh, Panther or something. Black Panthers? Not black, just pa- uh, <laughs> pink panthers. <laughs> there was some color, not pink. Another one, or blue panthers. There was like a group of gay people who uh-huh. uh, who were who, who was um, uh, supporting and uh, protecting other gay people. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, to police, you can you cannot go to police. So you go to them and they uh, mm-hmm. organize some kind of revenge for you. Yeah, but they were very. Um, uh yeah they're not going to treat it as a hate crime they're not going to care and even uh i studied uh what is it called like uh linguistics linguistic expertise it's like what you do in the court Mm -hmm. uh and i asked like is the f slur considered uh you know um what is it called offensive yeah and my professor was like, why would it be considered offensive? So if you go uh, to the police and tell them, hey, I got called the Epsler, they're going to say, well, what do you want us to do? Because even in court, they're not going to acknowledge the fact that it's offensive. They don't care. And I also wanted to say that I think the biggest issue with the LGBT community in Russia is we... As a community, I think we lack 
uh, a sense of community. Yeah. Like we're not, we need to unionize more because I feel like there's this thing where we're not together. Like it's not, well, that's what I feel. It's not so much LGBT as it is just G. <laughs> like gay men are a lot more represented. And I see this in, not only in the Russian community, but like in general, there are more shows about gay men. There are more movies about gay men. Uh, they're more represented and stuff. And, you know, uh, I don't like that. And I would like to change that because I mono and we got turned like a big me and a group of girls all went to mono and we got turned away <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like that's the thing in one of my favorite uh clubs in St. Petersburg uh this is actually guilty pleasure because they play terrible Russian music <laughs> but um oh. Sasha maybe you know Blue Oyster what I love, I love Blue Oyster. Yeah, I love it where, during their like nights when they play disco. I love that. So yeah, and to get in there, you have to be a girl. Uh, if you're a girl, you have to bring two guys uh, and they have to be your friends. You can't just, you know, come up to someone outside the club and say, hey, can I get in with you? And, you know, I would explain to them, like, because they think that, girls are all straight and they come to the gay club to you know like a zoo to look at the gay guys to you know go in the dark room and look at them you know sleeping uh with each other which isn't even possible by the way like if you're a woman you can't go to the dark room and um i would tell the like bouncers outside the club i'm a lesbian I don't care about the gay guys. Like, I mean, I care about them. They're my friends, but I don't want to look at them making out. I don't care. Like, I'm a lesbian. And I would find, like, two or three lesbians in there. And they weren't really my type. They were all a bit too old. But, yeah, I feel my dream, my biggest dream, is to open an LGBT club in Moscow, not just a gay club, but like for everyone, like lesbians, gays, bisexual people, transgender people, because I also feel that there's a lot of transphobia in the LGBT community. Uh, that's what I see, for example, when I open uh, my best friend's grinder, <laughs> And like, I see that a lot. And in the lesbian community as well, because like when I tell people like, I don't mind uh, dick like I don't care if you've got a penis like I don't mind it I'm a lesbian but if you're also a lesbian you've got a penis I don't care mm -hmm. and you know my friends that aren't straight they're like ew why would you say that and you know you still have to remind people that we're an LGBT community not just the G so I feel like that's the biggest problem we need to unionize more yeah, it's it's not on. Uh, it's not, it's not a Russian thing. It's like yeah, yeah you said generally. Yeah, but Russian, I feel like it's. I feel that in Russia more, probably because there is, there's there are no like lesbian clubs. Uh, there's a lesbian party that takes place every year, but it's not 
great and very few people know about it so it's always a bit like so the last thing I wanted to ask was I guess more to Sasha um how you found things have changed since the 2012 legislation and whether you feel like there has been a shift since then um because again when people you know, when journalists in the UK write about Russia, they always write about kind of before and after 2012. Um, and that the propaganda legislation was like the big thing. Well, how, how the things have changed. Um, if you compare 10 years ago, uh, you would see a lot of journalists who, uh, who would not support uh, gay people. Now, actually, journalists support gay people and they they show they show only like uh, people who who are against get, uh, LGBT. They they demonstrate these people as completely stupid or some kind of freaks like Mizulin and uh, Mizulina and the other man guy. What's his name? Um, Milonov. Milonov. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're just like clowns. Uh, those people who are are okay. <laughs> Like mentally, they uh, they absolutely fine with this. Uh, how things have changed? I think um, it's just like uh, it's another way how to. Uh, for example, uh, pe people who uh, uh, couples who I mean same sex couples who raise children now they can be the, the child can be take, taken away because of that law and uh, but I think nobody cares but if something happens if you I don't know if you're uh, and let's say opposition and if you and if you are against Putin uh, as we say here like uh, give me a person and we'll find uh, a crime for them so it can be one of the ways to put people in prison or to, yeah, something like this. Okay. I only know about the teacher from St. Petersburg. She was uh, during like the first five minutes of a conversation with someone because I've always got some story about my ex-girlfriend. So I just say, oh, my ex-girlfriend. And in Russian, it's just one word, and that's how I come out to people. And usually they don't care. So... I don't know, I come out and talk about my lesbianism because I believe it's important. I just want to normalize it because I believe that we can get to that perfect world where we don't have to come out by coming out as much as we can now so that in the future you don't even have to. I think you will provoke people a little bit. Me? Yes. Oh, well, I'm provocative. Uh, I like provoking people. Tell so. people just five minutes of, well, from the beginning of your conversation that you're... Yeah, well, I'm, you know, uh, it's a, what is it? It's not, it's not always like that. But usually, like, when a friend introduces me to another friend, I just need to get it over with as quickly as possible. Uh, because otherwise it brings me anxiety 
And also, if it's a guy friend, I just want to let him know that, like, I'm not hitting on him. I'm just a friendly Pisces. I flirt with everyone. Like, I don't care about you. Hold on. But on the other hand, you work at school. Uh-huh. Do your colleagues know about your arrangement? No, no. I try to Why you don't that... talk about your ex-girlfriend then? Because I'm scared. Like... They're all very welcoming and accepting, but it's the best job I've ever had. I'm like, I worked at McDonald's for a year to go and see my long-distance girlfriend. I needed and money. Said, and you said to every customer, so what customer, by the way, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I could do that, but no. But actually, a customer once hit on me, uh, a man, and I was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm a lesbian. So here's your Big Mac. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh yeah but at work in mcdonald's everybody knew and there were lesbians and gay guys but now i don't want to come out because i'm scared of the law but i think my colleagues they wouldn't mind but i don't want it to be another like mm, i don't know and also like i try to keep that work-life balance so I don't want it to get too personal I don't talk about my personal life at all like I avoid that that topic like the plague like no 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 no. what boyfriend no he's just my best friend they think that Tole and I my best friend they think we're fucking they can (laughs) think that all they want but like he's gay I'm a lesbian so yeah, I, I I can recommend you another place to work. This is the school where I used to work for. I think yeah, really? yes, yes. Everybody knew that I was gay. Everybody was absolutely fine because that school is amazing. They they support everyone, and they uh, used to send me to the summer camp with the with the children. Oh. And I they all knew I was gay, and it was absolutely fine. And they asked me like, please go with the kids. Kids love oh, you. exactly. Like and that's the thing. Of course, kids. I tell, I, of course, I didn't tell kids that I I was gay, yeah. but uh, some teenagers they they smoked, and I knew about this. Uh-huh. Like, hey guys, you want to smoke? Let me take you around the corner I, because I don't want you to, to to be alone there. So I have to <laughs> <laughs> look after you. So let's go and smoke together, guys. <laughs> wow! I wish I could go to that summer camp. <laughs> I can give you a, a contact actually. Okay, yeah, but... Um, Actually, this school, you might know it. It's called Freedom of Speech. No, I haven't heard of it. You can Google. But, Very interesting. Okay, but this school is like, I don't know, I just love the kids already so much and the parents love me and I just, I don't want them to think less of me because mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian. Because, of course, even though I'm out and proud, I love the fact that I'm a lesbian. It's a huge part of my identity and it always has been. But there is still some internalized uh, homophobia. And I still <clears throat> think that, you know, some people, they don't need to know about that. Like my colleagues, uh, like as soon as they talk about Tinder, I'm out of there. Like, no, 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 I'm not on Tinder. What? No, 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 no. I'm Thank single. Come on. But, but the worst thing which can happen to you, they will fire you or they will punch your nose. <laughs> maybe both <laughs> uh, I don't think they would fire me but I don't want it to be another point of like tension yeah. because yeah I just don't want that but maybe in the future 
uh, I would do it gradually. Like there's this uh, co-worker and like, uh, she's also Pisces. Uh, she was born one day before me and she really likes me. She sort of took me under her wing. So maybe I will come out to her because I think it's easier when at least one person knows um because like i'm always very careful not to let anything like slip out they will be like oh you're wearing the same clothes you didn't sleep at home and i one time i almost said yeah i was with a oh uh and i would be like what no i totally slept at home what are you talking about <laughs> but when two people know it's not a secret anymore you know yeah but yeah but ah uh, i don't know I'm scared oh, about that. Excuse me. My advice to you, you go, you come out at work to everybody, be proud for who you are. And uh -huh. then you will see how Philip Kirkora will come on the stage. And, <laughs> and, and all the celebrities will come out and the society will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to, to Russia and uh, escape um, European Union because mm -hmm. the most beautiful place to live. Friendless people. The gay capital of the world. Capital. Moscow will be the gay capital of the world and St. Petersburg will be the lesbian capital. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pushkin House podcast. This episode was presented by Ada Wordsworth and edited by Yorick Donovic Kopf. The series editor was me, Rafi Hay. Our thanks to Alexander Ankudinov and Susie for participating. For more content like this, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Acast and Apple Podcasts Subscribe to our YouTube channel for videos of our events and concerts and check out pushkinhouse.org to read our blogs, book tickets to upcoming events and see the books and gifts newly available for 2021. Thanks for listening.